You're listening to a podcast from Victory. How can we emerge triumphant in the face of temptation? Find out in week three of Rise and Fall. Tayo po ay magpapatuloy sa atin pong Rise and Fall series at pinag-uusapan po natin yung buhay ng limang hari na bumagsak, mayroong kinabagsakang kasalanan at sa pamagitan ng kanilang failures in their leadership, marami po tayong bagay na matututunan. First, para ho sa atin, para ma-check din natin yung ating sarili and kung kayo ay leader, lalo na ma-check ninyo yung inyong leadership and at the same time, matututunan natin the kind of leader worth emulating. Uh, tayo po ay nasa ikatlo na. Okay? Nung una po pinag natin si King Abimelech about personal sacrifice, then si King Saul, big and small, and ngayon po pag natin ay sa buhay ni David, and next week is Solomon, and the following is Hezekiah. Before I jump into my message, I would like to show you this picture at the same time the conversation between that journalist, and that is Oprah, okay? at saka po isang CEO, a successful CEO. And here it is. Sabi ni, uh, ni Oprah, what is the secret of your success? Two words, sabi ni CEO. Then, and what are they? Right decisions. But how do you make right decisions? One word. And what is that? Experience. And how do you get experience? Two words. And what are they? Wrong decisions. Tama ho ba yun? Tama naman o. Because sa mga mali nating desisyon, doon tayo nakakakuha ng karanasan. Karanasan hindi natin malilimutan. At sa hindi natin malimutan yung karanasan yun, doon po tayo natututo. Ang buhay ay punong-puno ng mga desisyon. May mga crucial na desisyon sa buhay natin na siyang minsan nagde-define sa kinabukasan natin. And my prayer is that on May 9, gumawa tayo ng tamang desisyon that would somehow define this nation according to the purpose and to the will of God. Now, mag-aaral din po tayo ng isang buhay ng isang hari sa Israel at si David. Sa kanya pong buhay ay medyo nakagawa siya ng hindi tamang desisyon. Bagamat marami siyang tamang desisyon na ginawa, pero meron siyang hindi tamang desisyon na nagawa sa kanyang buhay, na nakaapekto sa kanyang buhay at sa kanyang kaharian. Subalit makikita naman natin kung paano ang grace ni Lord ay naranasan niya sa kanyang buhay. Tumayo po tayong lahat at basahin po natin ang atin pong banalakasulatan sa 2 Samuel chapter 11 verses 1 to 5. In the spring of the year, the time when kings go out to battle, David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel. And they ravaged the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah, but David remained in Jerusalem. It happened late one afternoon when David arose from his couch and was walking on the roof of the king's house that he saw from the roof a woman bathing. And the woman was very beautiful. And David sent and inquired about the woman. And one said, Is not this Bathsheba the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? So David sent messengers and took her. And she came to him. And he lay with her. Now she had been purifying herself from her uncleanness. Then she returned to her house. And the woman conceived and she sent and told David, I am pregnant. Let's pray. Lord, help us understand your word. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that's in our midst today. We just want to honor you and thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's all sit down. Pag-aaralan po natin ang David's progression to sin. 
Okay? Ito po yung mga naging dahilan at makikita ho ninyo in a progressive manner siya ay nagkasala sa Panginoon. The first is, we are going to talk about is complacency. Second is compromises. And the third is callousness. Pero bago yun, alamin muna natin yung background po ng buhay ni David. Okay? Siya po ay alam natin ay naging hari or I should say, the greatest king of Israel. And God Himself said that He is a man after God's own heart. Nung mawala po yung anointing kay King Saul, okay, nung mawala yung anointing, sinabi na ng Panginoon siya ay hanap ng man after his own heart. And this was actually confirmed by Acts 13, verse 22, nang sabihin dito, And when He had removed him, He raised up David to be their king, of whom He testified and said, I have found in David, the son of Jesse, a man after my heart who will do all my will. Ito po si David ay pinili ng Diyos. Hindi niya pinili ang kanyang sarili, hindi siya nagpresenta. Siya ay pinili ng Panginoon. Dito ay makikita ninyo, nung tinawag siya, he was a shepherd boy. O I should say, nung inanun siya, siya po isang shepherd boy. Walang karanasan sa pakikidigma. Walang karanasan sa pamumuno sa gobyerno. Subalit, itinakda na yung kanyang destiny. Because to be a leader of a particular nation, I believe that is a destiny and I believe in that. Okay? So, inihanda na ng Panginoon si David para siya i-anoint. Now, he was so busy in his, in, in, in his obedience with his father. Si Jesse po ay ang kanyang ama at mayroon siyang mga kapatid pa na siya yung pinakabunso. Si Prophet Samuel ay Pumunta kay Jesse as instructed by God dahil naroon yung iya-anoint na susunod na magiging hari ng Israel. And so si Jesse nga ay nagpunta. At ito po yung iksena sa 1 Samuel 16 verse 6 to 7. When they came, he looked on Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. So nung makita ni Prophet Samuel, tandaan niyo si Prophet Samuel was si prophet. Ibig sabihin, someone who could hear from God. At hindi lang siya ordinaryong prophet, hindi siya, hindi siya baguhang propeta. Matagal na siyang propeta. Naririnig niya ang tinig ng Panginoon. At nang makita niya si Eliab, somehow he was deceived to think na si Eliab na yung anointed ng Panginoon. Okay? Dahil siguro ipinokus lamang niya yung kanyang atensyon doon sa kanyang physical appearance, sa mga bagay na nakikita ng tao sa kanya. Now, ang sabi rito, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But look at verse 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him, for the Lord sees not as man sees. Could you imagine Prophet Samuel, who could already hear from God, nagkamali pa? Sino sa inyo ang nagkakamali sa buhay, taas ang kamay? Okay, siguro yung hindi nagtas ng kamay, ngayon pa lang kayo nagkamali. Okay. Lahat tayo ay mayroong posibleng magkamali sa buhay. Ito kasi Prophet Samuel, eh, amuntik niya nang i-anoint eh. Si Eliab, maraming nakita niya, wow, katulad ni King Saul, magandang lalaki rin. Ba't tumailig sila sa magandang lalaki noong mga panahong yun? Ano? Okay. Batangkad, baral, matipunong katawan ay maaaring ready na siya na makipagdigma. Kaya nakita ni King Samuel at somehow na-deceive siya. Kung si Prophet Samuel ay pwedeng magkamali knowing that he could already hear from God, sino tayo para hindi magkamali? Posible ba na tayo ay magkamali? 
Parang sabi ng iba sa inyo, ah, ako hindi na ako nagkakamali. <laughs> Sigurado na ako si boboto ko, pastor eh. <laughs> okay. So, posible lang tayo magkamali. Lahat tayo ay posibleng magkamali. There sometimes we are not using the lens of God in the way we evaluate people. Pero ang sabi ng Panginoon, man looks on the outward appearance. But the Lord looks on the heart. Ang Diyos na nagsabi nito noon at ang Diyos na meron tayo ngayon ay iisa lamang. Kung ang Diyos ay tumitingin noon sa puso ng tao, naniniwala ba kayo hanggang ngayon ang Diyos ay tumitingin pa rin sa puso ng tao? Hindi na tinitignan kung gaano kataas ang iyong educational attainment. Hindi na tinitignan kung gaano kakagaling. Hindi na tinitignan kung ikaw ay gwapo o hindi gwapo, maganda o hindi man maganda. Ang tinitignan ng Diyos, hindi rin yung laman ng iyong bulsa. Ang tinitignan lagi ng Diyos ay yung puso ng tao. Kung mababasa, balikan ko lang po yung Acts 13 verse 22. Ang sabi po ron, I have found in David, the son of Jesse, a man after my heart. Bakit? Who will do my will? Because if the person's heart is right, that heart is conducive for God to use for the benefit of other people. And he saw David with a clean heart. Maayos ang puso ni David sa harapan ng Diyos. Kaya, Noong pong humilera lahat ng mga kapatid ni David, walang nakita. Si Prophet Samuel, nakarapat-dapat. Ang sabi niya kay Jesse, meron ko pa bang ibang anak? Ah, meron pa inaroon sa field. So, hindi tayo sabi niya, uupo hanggat hindi dumarating ang anak mo. At dumating nga si David. Alam niyo kung sa siya galing? Galing ho siya sa bukit. Nag-aalaga siya ng mga tupa ng kanyang tatay. He was busy working, obeying his father. Do you believe that those who can be trusted in small things can also be trusted in big things? Faithful siya sa kanyang mga tupa. What's the honor of tending the flock? It was just an ordinary thing. But he was faithful in small things. Let me tell you, even if you are just an employee today, if you are faithful, time will come, you'll become a supervisor. It is your faithfulness that's being rewarded. David was just a shepherd boy. There was no qualification for him. To be a king, he was just faithful and busy doing what his father asked him to do. Are you faithful in what, what you are doing today? You may be looking for promotion. You may be looking for an increase. But the question is, are you faithful today? Pastor, faithful ako pagka nandiyan yung boss ko. Pero pagka wala, natutulog ka. David was busy. Now, nung siya po ay dumating na, ito po ang nangyari. And Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon David from that day forward. And Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. Now, yung anointing na yun is somehow prophetic. It did not mean that right away naging hari siya. He was not yet pre- prepared. He was just a boy. God was just pronouncing that you have a destiny as a king. Pero that day, nasa kanya na ang kingly anointing. Nasa kanya na ang ispirito ng Panginoon. The question is, do you value God's spirit in you? Nung kayo po ay naborn again, you have the spirit of God. You may be aware, you may not be aware, but yes, the spirit of the Lord is in you. Pinagkakatiwalaan tayo ng Diyos. And as long as we walk in a close relationship with God, 
you will experience the manifestation of the Spirit of God in you. The things that you cannot do before, you can do it because you can do all things through Christ Jesus. Amen. And that's all that matters for David to be successful. So 1 Samuel chapter 17, ito po yung laban niya kay Goliath. Ito po yung, dito natin makita yung initial manifestation of the anointing of God in his life. Walang gustong lumaban kay Goliath. Dilalait sila gabit araw ni Goliath. Ang sabi ni Goliath, kapag ka meron sa inyo tumalo sa akin, kami ay magpapasakop sa inyo. At kung kayo naman ay matalo, kayo ay magpapasakop sa amin at magiging aming alipin. Si David po, because siya ay faithful, inutusan siya ng tatay niya magdala ng pagkain sa mga kapatid niya. Nautusan lang ba? Parang bang nautusan bumili ng suka at saka mantika, ano? Punta si David doon. At pagdating niya, narinig niya ang sinasabi ni Goliath, hindi niya maatim sa kanyang puso na nilalait ang kanyang Diyos at ang kanyang bayan. Alam niya na ang kanyang bayan ay pinili ng Panginoon and they have covenant with God at hindi niya matiis na nilalait ang kanyang bayan. Nag-arise yung kanyang patriotism at yung kanyang courage at ito ang kanyang sinabi. And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight this Philistine. And Saul said to David, You are not able to go against the, this Philistines to fight with him. For you are but a youth. And he has been a man of war from his youth. Si Goliath was man of war. Veteranong, mandirigma, nine feet tall. Could you imagine that? Wala pa ako nakikita ngayon sa panahon natin, nine feet tall eh. Meron seven feet, yung mga basketball player. Pero si David po, hindi niya tinignan yung height ni Goliath. Ang tinignan niya yung kalakihan ng Diyos na nasa sa kanya. So sabi niya, ako ang lalaban dyan. Nilait, nilait siya ng kanyang kapatid. Sabi, hindi mo kaya, yabang-yabang mo naman eh. Nagpunta ka lang dito para manood. Sabi ni David, is there not a cause? Wala bang sapat na dahilan? Wala ba akong karapatang magsalita? Kaya-kaya nito, ibata lang siya. But of course, you know the story. David defeated Goliath. Why? Because the Lord was with him. Period. Hindi natin pwedeng sasabing, ay kasi pastor, magaling siyang gumamit ng sling. Kaya siya nanalo. Ay kasi, marami tayong kasi... Because the Spirit of the Lord was upon him. At kung anuman yung meron si David, God made use of it for him to succeed. Whatever that you have in your hands, if the Spirit of the Lord is in you, and if you are faithful with God, whatever it is that's in your hand, God will use it for you to succeed. Anong kayang gawin ng kamay niyo? Anong kayang yung trabaho? If the Spirit of the Lord is in you, kayang gamitin ng Diyos. Ang bagay na meron kayo, hindi yung bagay na wala kayo, kundi yung bagay na meron kayo, ay kayang gamitin ng Diyos para kayo ay magtagumpay. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God a hand. Yun po yung simula. Alam natin na siya ay pinapapatay ni King Saul, pero siya ay uh, nagtagumpay kahit na ilang beses siyang pinagtangkaan at hinanting ni King Saul dahil sa kanyang insecurity. But because the Spirit of God was upon the life of David, hindi po napigilan na siya ang naging kalawang hari ng United Monarchy of Israel. Siya ni po ang naging hari ng Hebron for eight years. Okay, isang bahagi lamang po ng Israel. And he became the king of the entire Israel in Jerusalem for 32 years. He expanded the borders of Israel to its greatest extent. 
Kaya during the time of David, nag-expand of God's kingdom in Israel. Doon po sa may 2 Samuel 8.14, it says, Then he put garrisons in Edom. Throughout all the Edom, he put garrisons. And all the Edomites became David's servant. And the Lord gave victory to David wherever he went. The Lord gave victory to David. Sinong nagbigay ng tagumpay? Ang Panginoon. Sa ating buhay, ano man ang tagumpay na maranasan natin, huwag nating isipin dahil tayo magaling. It's all because of the Lord who was in the life of David and because God has a purpose in His life. When you know that you have a destiny, be careful also how you walk and how you live your life because if God is is obliged to back you up because He has a promise and a covenant with you. We also have to comply with what God is asking us as far as our relationship with Him is concerned. Amen? Kaya nga ho, sa buhay ni David, matapos ang maraming tagumpay, mayroong siyang karanasang hindi marahil malilimutan. <laughs> ang siya ay mahulog sa kasalanan. Pag-aralan po natin ang progression ng kasalanan sa buhay ni David. And first is complacency. Marahil sa dami ng tagumpay ni David, naging complacent na siya. Alam ba ninyo na kung hindi kaya tayong pabagsakin ng kaaway sa kabiguan, pwede niya tayong pabagsakin sa tagumpay? There are people who can handle failure. They would, they would hold on to God all the more. But there are also those who cannot handle failure, kaya humihiwalay sila kay Lord. Pero meron ding mga tao, kapag ka nagtagumpay, bagamat ang tagumpay ay galing sa Diyos, posibleng ang tagumpay na yun, kung hindi nila alam hawakan, ay pwedeng magamit ng kaaway para naman siya pabagsakin. Amen ba? Si David po ay dami ng tagumpay sa kanyang buhay. Kaya naging complacent naman siya. Doon sa may verse 1 ng chapter 11 ng 2 Samuel, ang sabi, In the spring of the year, the time when kings go out to battle, Ito yung mga panahon na ang mga hari kasama ng kanyang mga tauhan ay dapat nasa labanan, nasa gera. David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel and they ravaged the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah. But David remained at Jerusalem. Probably was thinking, ah okay na, kayang-kaya na nila yun. And he was supposed to be in war. Yun po ay bahagi na rin ng kanilang tradisyon na tuwing spring of the year. Si yun yung ideal time para sila ay makidigma at dapat ang hari ay kasakasama nila. Pero si David was in the wrong place and at the wrong time. At dahil siya ay nasa wrong place at the wrong time, sabi po ng verse 2, It happened late one afternoon when David arose from his couch and was walking on the roof of the king's house that he saw, sabi nyo, he saw, from the roof, a woman bathing and the woman was very beautiful. Talaga pinagdiin ng pano. Very beautiful. So si David po, eh, naging complacent siya at nandun siya, nagpapahangin marahil. Wala siyang maisipang gawin. Kumilos ang enemy at mayroong naliligong babae. Madali niyang matatanong kasi mga hari ho nun. Sila'y nakatira sa mga matataas na lugar. Okay? Para nakikita nila yung kanilang buong paligid. Eh, sa dami naman ako nang makikita. Bakit ito pang klaseng view na ito ang kanyang nakita? Maraming sabihin natin, eh, pastor, eh, kasalanan ba ni David yun? Eh, nandun doon naliligo, eh. 
sabihin mo na na hindi sinasadya. Talagang naroon na ligo. Ay, kung napatingin, biglang na bumalik na titingin ganun. Ayun o, yung kasalanan eh. Yung nakita mo ng umpisa, hindi pa kasalanan. Pero yung balik. At yung titig, halos lumuwa yung mata ni David siguro. Why? Ang sabi ron, the woman was very... Kung palitan natin ng salitang ugly yan, palagay ito kayo babagsak siya sa kasalanan. Baka <laughs> sabi na, <"Yeah!" laughs> But the woman was very beautiful. And you know what? The enemy will would always use something beautiful, something pleasant to entice you. Wala pong kasalanan na hindi nakakaakit. Hello? Kaya iyon ang inoper ni Satanas sa kanya. Maganda! At napatingin si David at doon po hindi niya nabantayan yung kanyang puso. Pumasok ang lust of the flesh. Mas maganda sana kung nakita niya. Bawa sabihin mo na natitigan nga niya. Pagbalik niya sa kanyang kwarto, ilumuhod siya kagad at nagsisinang kasalanan. Nang sa ganun maliit pa lang yung kasalanan ay naputol na kaysa yung pulo na ang salop saka palang kakalusin. Si David po ay naging idol. At alam po ba ninyo, an idol mind is the playground of the devil. Kapag walang laman yung isipan mo, yun yung pinakapaboritong laruan o laruan ng kaaway. Marami siyang bagay na ibubulong sa'yo. And so, David at that instance already committed the sin of the last of the eyes, pumasok sa kanya na kagad kaisipan. At may naglaro at hindi pa siya nakontento dahil hindi siya nagrepent. May mga sumunod pang bagay na nangyari. Pangalawang point natin is compromises. Sabi ng verse 3, And David sent and inquired about the woman. Aba, hindi siya nakontento, nakita lang niya. Nag-inquire na siya, ano bang vital statistics niya? <laughs> Parang pang Miss Universe. Ah, uh, Ilang taon na ba yan? May asawa na ba yan? Nag, naging interesado na. At that particular moment, nagpo-progress na ang kasalanan ni David dahil hindi siya sa simula nagsisikagad, lalo pang nanganganak ang kanyang kasalanan. At ang sabi ron, and one said, is not this Bathsheba the daughter of Eliam and the wife of Uriah the Hittite? Now, sino po si Eliam at saka sino si Uriah? Si Eliam, at saka si Uriah ay pareho pong sundalo ni David. Both of them were faithful. They were willing to die and fight for their country and for David. And David heard na si Eliam, yung tatay, si Uriah, yung asawa, binigyan pa niya ng puwang sa kanyang isipan ang isang negatibong bagay. Imbis na maging hadlang na yon. Para sabi niyang, oh, oh, hindi po pwede ito. Uh, anak pala ito ng, ng isa sa mga sundalo kong matapat at saka asawa nung ni, ni Uriah. Ang isa sa mga magiting kong sundalo, ay hindi po pwede. Iba na lang. Ganun pa rin. Kasalanan <laughs> din pala yun. Okay. Now, sabi ng verse 4, pwede yung asawa na lang niya, di ba? Okay. <laughs> Justification pa, you know. Second Samuel 11, verse 4 to 5, sabi, So David sent messenger and took her. Ayun, hindi na siya nakakontento. Hindi na siya nakakwento na kinilala niya itong si Bathsheba. Marahil, hinalukan niya yung Facebook. Tinignan niya, ah, ito pala siya, ito, ito, itong mga pictures niya. Hindi siya nakakontento. 
So anong nangyari? Pinatawag niya na. Alam niyo kasi kapag uh, hindi natin nabantayan yung puso natin. Kasi sabi ng Bible, guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life. Maaaring hindi kayo katulad ni David na may balkunahe kayo at nagtititingin-tingin kayo doon. Pero sa loob ng inyong kwarto, marahil meron kayong computer doon at may internet connection para rin yung bintana na mapapanood ninyo yung mga pornographic masigit pa sa nakita ni David. Maaaring mag-isa kayo, walang nakakakita. Pero tandaan po ninyo, nakikita ko kayo ng Diyos. Amen. David po, hindi na kontento pinatawag na si Bathsheba. Now, ang tanong ko po, si Bathsheba ba may kasalanan o wala? Sino sabing may kasalanan siya? Sino sabing wala? Sino sabing hindi ko na alam? Bahala ka na, Pastor. Una, ang dinil ng Panginoon, hindi si Bathsheba, si David. Pangalawa, kapag ka ikaw ay kahit sino ka pang citizen ng bayan ng Israel, pag pinatawag ka ng hari, wala kang pwedeng gawin kundi sumunod. Susunod ka talaga, hari, yung nagpatawag sa iyo eh. And that's exactly what David did. So David sent messengers and took her. And she came to him and he lay with her. Now she had been purifying herself from her uncleanness. Then she returned to her house. At itong masakit sa verse 5. And the woman conceived and she sent and told David, I am pregnant. Buntis ako. Pwede natin piliin yung kasalanan gusto natin gawin, pero hindi natin mapipili ang pupwedeng ibunga ng kasalanan ito. Alam nyo kung bakit nangyari ito kay David? is because nag-progress, hindi siya nakapag-repent right away. Nung makita pa lamang yun, doon pa lamang ay nagkasala siya because he looked at woman lustfully. Dapat sa kanyang isip, sa kanyang puso, pagpasok niya sa kanyang kwarto, nag-confess na, na siya kaagad. Pero hindi, nag-inquire pa siya. At lalo siyang naintayos hanggang sa pinatawag niya na. At hindi lamang niya basta pinatawag, ito'y kanyang sinipingan hanggang sa ito po ay mabuntis. If we are a believer of Christ, we should make a strong stand against sin. Let us take a hard stand against sin and let us not compromise. Sin is a sin. Hindi yung kasalanan yan dahil may nakakakita sa'yo. Kundi kahit wala nakakakita sa'yo, kasalanan pa rin ang bagay na yun. And we cannot argue with God. Lord, kasi ganito, kasi ganito. Kasi lalo mo lamang pilalala ang iyong kasalanan. At kapag ang kasalanan ay hindi pinagsisihan, ito ay posibleng magbunga pa ng isang panibagong kasalanan. At ang kasalanan ayaw pagsisihan. Sometimes gagawa ka pa ng paraan para ma-justify mo o para makaiwas ka sa consequences ng kasalanan sa pamamagitan ng pagawa ng panibagong kasalanan. At kapag tumungtong ka sa bagay na yon katulad ni David, ikaw ay may tinatawag ng callousness. Ano ibig sabihin ng callousness? From the word callous, sa Tagalog ay kalyo. Yeah. Nung ako ay nag-aaral ng gitar, sabi sa akin ng kapatid ko, kinakinang magkaroon daw ng kalyo yung dulo ng mga daliri ko. Kasi sa una ka nag-aaral ng gitara, masasakit yan dahil yung mga string. Pero pagka nagkakalyo na yan, kahit pisidin mo na yung mga string, hindi ka na masasaktan kasi may kalyo na. Papaano kung ang puso natin ay nagkaroon ng kalyo? 
Anong ibig sabihin nun? Ibig sabihin, sinasabi na ni Lord sa iyo, anak, kasalanan yan, pero hindi mo na naririnig, hindi mo nararamdaman dahil nasanay ka nang nabubuhay sa kasalanan. Are you there? At ito po yung nangyari kay David. He would like to get away with the consequences of that. Pag na-expose nga naman, mapapahiya siya. Could you imagine na i-compromise niya? Yung presence ni Lord sa buhay niya, i-compromise niya yung kanyang position, i-compromise niya yung maraming, yung, yung maraming bagay sa kanyang buhay just to have a temporary pleasure of life. Minsan akala natin, yung isang gabing kasalanan, wala na yun. Hindi mo alam, posibleng magbunga ito ng marami pang mga kawing-kawing na mga problema sa buhay natin. 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 10 to 11. Before David talked to Uriah again, may una silang tagpo, sabi niya, pinatawag niya si Uriah mula sa gera, sabi niya, punta ka sa asawa mo, muwi ka ng bahay. Eh noon po, may tradisyon na kapag ka nasa gera, walang lalaki o sundalo na sisiting sa kanyang asawa. Could you imagine mo nga naman, yung mga kasamaan mo nakikipag-gera, tapos ikaw ay nasa piling ng iyong asawa. O kaya wala pong nagpipiesta dahil... Paano ka magpipiesta yung mga kapwa mo sundalo, nakikipaglaban, tapos ikaw nagpapasarap sa piyesta mo? So, hindi ho yun pinapayagan. And si Uriah ay may integridad. Sabi ni David, umuwi ka, sumiping ka sa asawa mo. Pero hindi ginawa yun ni Uriah. Hindi siya umalis. Kaya't nagulat po si David. Sabi niya, when they told to David, Uriah did not go down to his house, David said to Uriah, have you not come from a journey? Why did you not go down to your house? And Uriah said to David, The ark of Israel and Judah dwell in booths. And my lord Joab and the servants of my lord are camping into the open field. Shall I then go to my house to eat and drink and to lie with my wife? As you live and as your soul lives, I will not do these things. Anong ibig sabihin nun? Si Uriah ay may karakter. Si Uriah ay may kahihiyan. Si Uriah ay may delikadesa. Kalulungkot, bihira na ho ngayon ang may ganyan sa pamahalaan. Si Uriah ay marangal. Bakit? Kahit na inuutusin na siya ng hari na sumipig sa kanyang asawa, sabi niya, ayoko. Eh yung aking boss na si Joab ay nadudun kasama ng mga kapwa ko sundalo na nakikipaglaban. Tapos uuwi ako ng bahay naman. Naunawaan po ba na yung situation? Kaya hindi siya umuwi, sabi ni David, patay. Ano ba nasa isipan ni David? Gusto niyang sumiping sa asawa para hindi isipin na si David yung nakabuntis kay Bathsheba. So ito na ngayon, nag-isip na si David because pumasok na yung tinatawag na pride. Nako, mabubuko ako. Papano na yung kahihiyan ko? Pride na yung pumasok. Hindi lang last of the eyes, last of the flesh, but also pride. So sabi ng 2 Samuel 11.14, In the morning, David wrote a letter to Joab and set it by the hand of Uriah. Ba'y pinagdala pa ng letter si Uriah? Okay. In the letter he wrote, Set Uriah in the forefront of the hardest fighting, and then draw back from him, that he may be struck down and die. Anong nakalagay sa sulat? Ilagay mo si Uriah sa harapan ng labanan, at kapag ka nasa matindinang bakbakan, mag-withdraw kayo, umalis kayo, iwanan nyo siya doon, at sigurado, Ano mangyayari? Mamamatay po si Uriah. David planned everything. But what he did 
secretly. God saw it. Mga kapatid, walang kasalanan na pwedeng may tago sa Diyos. Pwede mo may tago sa mga mahal mo sa buhay. Pwede mong maitago sa iyong mga kaibigan. Pwede mong maitago sa mundo. Pero hindi mo po pwedeng maitago sa Diyos. At kapag hindi ka nagsisi, yung bagay na ginagawa mo sa dilim ay pwedeng i-expose ng Diyos sa liwanag. Si Uriah po'y namatay at ang sabi po ng verse 26, When the wife of Uriah heard that Uriah, her husband, was dead, she lamented over her husband. Akala ni David nagtagumpay na siya. Akala niya, wow, walang nakaalam. Ito sumunod na kanyang ginawa. And when the morning was over, David sent and brought her to his house. And she became his wife and bore him a son. But one thing that David had done displeased the Lord. Akala niya na itago niya. Akala niya mariridim niya yung kanyang sarili. Pero nakita ng Diyos at hindi kinalugda ng Diyos ang bagay na ginawa ni David. Ang Diyos ay nangusap kay Prophet Nathan. At sinabi kay Prophet Nathan yung mga bagay na nangyari at pinuntahan niya si David. Nagkaroon ng tinatawag na confrontation ng isang propeta kay David. May panganib. Dahil pwedeng, pag nagkamali si Prophet Nathan ng pagsasabi at pag-review kay David, pwede siyang ipapatay ni David. Especially at that particular point, nakalos na yung kanyang puso. And so, Nathan received a wisdom from the Lord kung paano niyang sasabihin and he said it in this way. Sabi niya, Mahal na hari, meron pong dalawang tao. Isa pong mayaman, tsaka isang mahirap. Yung isang mayaman, napakarami niyang mga alagang tupa at mga hayop. Samantalang meron isa nang pong mahirap, isa lang yung kanyang tupa na kanyang binili, maliit pa lamang. Yun ay para niya ng anak, kumakain kasama ng kanyang mga anak, at natutulog na kasama nila. Minsan may isang traveler na bumisita sa mayamang lalaki. At mahal na hari, Imbis na ang gawin ng mayaman is kumuha ng isa sa mga tupa niya para uh, katayin at ihain sa traveler na yon Hindi yon ang kanyang ginawa. Pinuntahan niya yung isang mahirap na lalaki at kinuha niya yung nag-iisang tupa ng lalaking yun. At yon ang kinatay at inihain niya sa kanyang bisita. Hindi pa man natatapos si Prophet Nathan na magbigay ng story na galit na kaagad si Haring David at ang sabi ng verse 5 and 6. Then David's anger was greatly kindled against the man. And he said to Nathan, As the Lord lives, the man who has done this deserves to die. Now, look at me very carefully. Ang kinukwento ni Prophet Nathan ay walang iba kundi si David. And David pronounced judgment on himself. Alam niyo, ito po yung sinasabing madali mong makita ang kasalanan ng ibang tao, pero yung kasalanan mo, hindi mo makita. Paralelism lang ang ginawa ni Prophet Nathan through his example. Nagalit si David, that man deserves to die. At ang sabi pa niya, and he shall restore the lamb fourfold because he did this thing and because he had no pity. Wala siyang awa. David was actually saying that to himself without him knowing it. At ang sabi ng Prophet Nathan, with wisdom and anointing from the Lord, Nathan said, you 
You are the man. Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I anointed you king over Israel, and I delivered you out of the hand of Saul. Why have you despised the word of the Lord and to do what is evil in his sight? You have struck down Uriah the Hittite with a sword and have taken his wife to be your wife and have killed him with the sword of the Ammonites. David was so surprised. How come nalaman lahat ito ni Prophet Nathan? Hindi niya alam. Hindi naman si Nathan ang nakaalam eh, ang Diyos. Inireveal lang yun kay Prophet Nathan. David received the shocking rebuke in his entire life that would cause him everything. And what's the consequences? Now therefore the sword shall not leave, shall never depart from your house, because you have despised me and have taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife. For you did it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel and before the sun. David, ginawa mo yan ng palihim. Ngunit gagawin ng Diyos ang lahat ng ito sa iyo. Sa harapan ng lahat ng Israel. At ilalantad niya sa sinag ng araw ang ginawa mo sa dilim. Bigla pong nagulat si David. Parang isang bangungot sa kanya ang kanyang narinig. Subalit at the same time, pumasok sa kanyang kaisipan ang taas at ang lalim ng kanyang pagkakabagsak sa kasalanan. The question now is, sa ating buhay, do we realize na kapag ka nagkasala tayo, nakikita ba natin yung taas ng ating pagkakabagsak? Si David sabi niya, pinagpala kita. Lahat binigay ko sa iyo at kung kulang pa, daragdagan ko pa, bakit mo dinispice ang salita ng Panginoon? Pinagpala ho tayo ng Diyos, tama ho ba? Pinatawad, niligtas, binigyan ng buhay na walang hanggan, everyday pinapakain ng Diyos, binibless tayo, binigyan tayo ng trabaho, binigyan tayo ng kabuhayan. Hindi tayo pinayagan ng Diyos na mamalimus sa kalsada. God has blessed us with all the things that we need. And God is just asking that for us to be faithful with our covenant with Him. Sabihin nyo nang si David sa simula pa lang ay nagkasaala na, pero dapat sa simula pa lang, hindi niya na pinalaki pa. Humingi na siya ng kagad ng tawad sa Diyos. Sinintay pa niya na siya ay ma-expose at i-rebuke ni Prophet Nathan. But praise God pa rin. Dahil binigyan pa rin siya ng Diyos ng pagkakataon ng magsisi. Kaya sabi ng verse 13, David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said to David, The Lord also put away your sin. You shall not die. Look at the grace of God. Sabi lang niya kanina, That man deserves to die. As if saying, I deserve to die because of that sin. He pronounced judgment on himself. But Prophet Nathan reversed it because he repented right away. The Lord also has put away your sin and you shall not die. Pero ito po, hindi pa rin totaling nawala ang consequences. Nevertheless, because by this deed, you have utterly scorned the Lord. The child who is born to you shall die. Alam mo ninyo, mas masakit para sa isang ama ang mamatayan ng anak kaysa yung isipin niyang siya yung mamamatay. Pag tunay kang ama, mas masakit sa'yo ang mamatayan ka ng anak. And this is what happened to David. Nag-prayer and fasting si David, but to no avail. Hindi pinakinggan ng Diyos yung kanyang panalangin dahil yun ay bahagi ng consequences na kanyang dapat 
pagdusahan dahil maliban na maramdaman niya ang bigat ng kanyang kasalanan, posibleng maulit na naman ito sa mga susunod na panahon. Kaya ho, ganun ang Panginoon. Yes, the Lord forgives, but sometimes, or most of the time, God allows us to suffer the consequences of our sin so that we know what to do the next time so that we can learn. Amen? Ano pa yung other consequences na nangyari? His son Amnon raped his daughter Tamar. Bahagi ito ng, ng parusa. Bahagi ito ng consequences ng kanyang kasalanan. His son Absalom killed his other son, Amnon. Nagpahasamundan, nagpahatayan. Okay? And led a revolt against him. Nagkaroon ng kudita si Absalom. At na-overthrow si David sa kanyang trono. But eventually, naibalik. Pero tingnan natin ang nangyari. He was restored to kingship, but at the expense of Absalom, who was killed by Joab. Yes, naibalik siya. Pero yung kanyang anak na nagrebelde sa kanya ay napatay. And David was crying aloud when he heard that Absalom died. Ang kasalanan madaling gawin, pero hindi natin alam kung saan tayo nito dadalhin. Because sin will take you farther than where you want to go. Unless you stop, yung kasalanan kinaroroonan mo ang maglulubog sa iyo sa ilalim ng kumunoy ng kapahamakan. David realized his sin before the Lord and he made this prayer as an act of humility in Psalm 51. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me a willing spirit. And in verse 17, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit a, con- a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. David won a lot of battle in his life that made him a great king, a great warrior. But there is one battle that he failed. It's a battle against sin. And you know what's the cure? The only way to win against sin is to surrender to God. I would like you to just bow down your head right now. Jesus was also tempted during his earthly ministry on the area of lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and pride. But Christ won the battle. And because Jesus won the battle, he's giving you the grace so that we ourselves, we can overcome sin. But we need to surrender first to God. Then you can have that grace and forgiveness that comes from the Lord. Father in heaven, forgive us from our sins. Cleanse us, God. Let this be complete silence in the presence of the Lord. Kapatid, nakikita ng Panginoon ang kinaroroonan mo. You may be at the wrong place at the wrong time. Maybe you are positioning yourself in a dangerous zone. Get out of that zone before it's too late. O maring ikaw yung nagkasala na. Surrender. Humble yourself before God. Stop struggling with sin. Learn how to surrender. And learn how to rest in the presence of God. Wala kang kasapat na kalakasan para labanan ng kasalanan. Maliban na sumaiyo ang Panginoon, maliban na isurrender mo ang kasalanan yan, 
at magpahinga ka sa presensya ng Panginoon, hindi ka magtatagumpay sa kasalanan. As our head bowed our eyes, I would like you to sing that song into your rest. I would like you to talk to God in your own words. Ikumpisan ninyo sa Panginoon yung mga kasalanan yun. Don't struggle. Just give it up and make a decision. Today, I will surrender my sin before God and I will surrender my heart to the Lord. Lord, listen to your people. Wash us, Lord God, by the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, the Lord is cleansing you as you confess your sins. He is faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all of your sins. Thank you, Jesus sa lahat po ng naririto and you can sense in your heart that the Lord is calling you and if you would like to surrender your heart to Jesus and receive Him as your Lord and Savior I would like you to just lift up your hands and I will pray for you this is the best moment for you to surrender your life to Jesus maaring bago ka rito matagal na but it doesn't make any difference kung hindi mo pa naisuko ang buhay mo sa Panginoon. This is the moment. Lift up your hands right now and I'll pray for you. Don't be ashamed of the people around you. It is God speaking to you. In your heart. Just lift up your hands. Wag po kayong mahiya. Wag mo isipin na sa katabi mo. Yes, salamat po sa mga kamay na yun. I would like to see more hands right now. Lahat mo nang nais mag-ala at magsuko ng kanilang buhay sa Diyos. Yes, thank you. Thank you. The Lord can see you. Just lift up your hands. Don't be afraid. The Lord is can see you right now from where you are. Kaya ako kayo pinapataas ng kamay it's because this is part of your faith and sincerity of heart of surrendering your life to Jesus. Last call. Can you just lift up your hands wherever you are? Yes, thank you. The Lord can see you. Today is the day of salvation. Tomorrow may be to the thank you for those hands. Thank you, thank you. And this is the last. And I'll count one, two, three. One, two, and three. Lahat po nang nagtaas ng kamay. Can you just stand up slowly? And I want to pray for you. Tayo po kayo. Kayo may this is the right decision, the greatest decision that you can make in your life. Sige po. As you're standing, I would like you to just lift up your hands in surrender and say this prayer with me. Panginoong Jesus, patawarin mo ako sa aking mga kasalanan. Linisin mo ako ng iyong banal na dugo. Salamat sa pag-ibig mo. Inaalay ko sa iyo ang aking buhay at tinatanggap kita bilang aking Panginoon at tagapagligtas ang pusong ito ay para lang sa iyo salamat po Panginoon praise God 
Thank you for listening to one of our podcasts. We hope it blesses and inspires you to honor God and make disciples. For more messages like these, or to access other resources, please visit victory.org.ph or download the Victory app for free on the iTunes Store or Google Play. If you would like to share a story of God's faithfulness in your life, please visit victory.org.ph slash mystory.